0: Tonight is a poetry slam. We're going to have five judges. Are the judges here? Could you raise your hands, please? So, tonight, every judge will be judging on three criterias. The quality of writing, the quality of content, and the quality of performance. And each one will be scored from one to ten. Ten being, I will never be the same after that poem. And one being, yeah, it was all right, you know, just... Would anyone like to be the sacrificial poet and come up here and do a poem? Now, the sacrificial poet is not part of the competition. They're just here to strut their stuff and show you what poetry is about. So, anyone? Not a single taker in the building. <laughs> that is actually very disappointing. So, I will take it upon myself to do a poem then. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know my name, by the way, it's Swordfish. Hello. <laughs> this poem is called Gunpowder Memories. They gather kids in the assembly and make gunpowder from their memories. Think, think, think. Clink, clink, clink. One by one, grab your weapon. You'll master this gun in a single lesson. Line up in the playground. Ready, aim, Fire! Forget your memories of swinging on car tires. What's louder, the ringing in your ears or the school bell? The gunpowder we make is poured into your shell. Tonight's homework, accuracy. Can't shoot your target if your hands are shaking. A is for aim, make sure you hit it right. B is for bang, make them go night-night. C is for confirm, did they give the dust a bite? The memory of losing your first tooth has been used to make you bulletproof. The memory of your first best friend has been used to put a life to an end. The memory of your first time shooting stays with you, so motivating and moving. When parents ask what you learnt at school today, don't talk, instead, display. Thank you. Well, let's get on with the show, then. Poet number one, what is thy name? (laughs) It's my favorite color and a rising flame in the poetry community. Please welcome Blue.
1: I was told... In science class, that cold water poured into hot glass would shatter it, so why am I surprised that I'm a creature of splintered parts when I'm an Eastern container made to swallow Western rhetoric? I don't think people understand that I'm still learning to speak like an American just so that my voice can take up space, unlearning all the cultural baggage that weigh down my spine. Into a curve bow of civility and humbleness, of amiability and sweet agreements, easy might be lie and sabai so sabai so is hard to get by in a world full of people that have been told to talk the talk. So afraid of silences and interruptions because their idea of a conversation is a capitalist race for vocalization. So. How do I, with about-spine, learn to push to stand beside these poster child? What do I do if my fire drips in tinge of blues, like this sweet face of the Andaman that carries the kind of depth Yosemite cannot reach to, different from the cutting redness of these poster childs who burn bright and flicker fast, conquer too soon before they understood who they devour, who they erase in their manic race to make a dent in the world? You see, when people look at me, they see a small town girl from a small town country and they don't understand why my voice waver when these vocal cords are constantly strained from learning to hold back in a collective and then learning to shout in an individualist culture they don't understand how I could be so weak, how I can easily come undone when the short journey they took from their mother's womb to where I had to fight tooth and nail to scramble to takes a freaking warrior one with a bowed spine yes but a warrior nonetheless. You see I've been told in science class that Cold water poured into hot glass would shatter it, and I'm still learning how to put myself back together in a way that I can still keep my roots and be heard and understood by poster childs who weren't brought up to listen my kind of inflection. Thank you.
0: To the stage, Jennifer!
2: When she should have been learning algebra and chemistry, she was being indoctrinated about purity. She was being taught that her moral compass lay somewhere between her thighs, that her total value equaled her physical appearance plus her willingness to oblige squared, that her worth could be estimated by whether she would wear white, that her self-esteem could be calculated by how many times she'd spent the night over. She was over it. So fucking over it when she should have been studying sums in biology. She was being conditioned by society. She was being taught how to keep her thoughts to herself, that the opinions of physicians, politicians and priests held more weight when it came to the fate of her body. That the status quo could assume her voice and legislate against her, creating artifice, the myth of my, the rhetoric of repression, the tale of terrible totality. She was hearing again and again that her gender was being held in disdain when she should have been exploring the world around her with glittering diamonds in her eyes she was already learning about how not to compromise how not to push too hard or else be perceived as bossy how to p- approach conflict with feminine integrity how not to be too forceful and to dress up her words real pretty how not to undermine by appearing too witty how to use how to act with decorum and propriety on every occasion When she should have been learning about pi and standard deviation, she was being preached at about other types of multiplication. Of course you'll want babies, you're just not there yet. Or possibly you haven't met the right man who will help you realise your master biological plan. When she should have been competing for top in her class... She was learning that the ceiling wasn't glass. That if she, had to work, if, if she wanted to break through, she would have to work twice as hard as her brothers. And even then, she might need hammers, picks and lovers to smash the layers of concrete stuck by the solidified patriarchy and the apathy of those who pretend to give a fuck. Or those who tell you... Despite all that, that you already have equality, that these days there is parity, that you've had your apology, that there are far worse atrocities, that you need a new ideology, as if my rights are a frivolity. When she should have been studying maps and geology, she was learning that she wouldn't have that luxury that her life had already been mapped out, that her determinism was not self-governed, and of that there was no doubt, that even though her sisters had filled in, had gained her the right to fill in a piece of paper, that the promises of patriarchal politicians were likewise paper thin, that they belonged to an elite club that she would never get in, that thanks to standing on the shoulders of her sister's past, she could earn a salary, the right to property, but not the right to ask why. Her short skirt, her glass of wine, seemingly made it fine for him to do what he liked, why she would be me- leered at, like meat on a slab, grabbed, dragged, shagged. I'm over it, So fucking over it.
3: be, be boys and girls, listen up. You can be anything in the world, and God be trust and not architect-
0: Please welcome David! I know I can
3: be what I want to be. be.
0: If I work hard at it, it.
3: I'll be where I want to be.
4: Energy tracks vibrations through our feet. Where we're at, at elevations we've never seen. Thinking that half that happens isn't seen. Matter of fact, fact is more than half, actually. I'm plotting on my own plot to expand my dreams with public transit access and air that's clean. Best to ask for less, or they'll think less of me. Try to bake humble pie without a recipe. P. 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 Pee in the fountain, I'm doubting all of these well-wishers. I fell in love with all the love that I was given. Pee in the garden, now smell the rose that I pick you. Could fill a bucket with the melted heart I'd give you. Sometimes I feel like my life is a run-on sentence. (laughs) With proper punctuation in every sent text message. Made alterations to customs till they could suit me. Pursuing love like old movies, so much more moving. Under the surface, the purpose purported slow brewing. Every drip a testament to what we were doing and we're still doing. Thank you.
0: Matt Gribbin!
5: Uh, this is called We Should All Love Our Mother. Her love knows no bounds. Intense, nurturing, caring, protective. A love we willingly accept and so selfishly abuse. We take what we can at a rate faster than light. The demand that we have, exponential in growth. The level of her strength rapidly dwindles, reducing her care, protection and embrace. We ironically consume the fruit of her labour, knowledgeable on the danger, but ignorant to her screaming pain. We should all love our mother. We degrade her surface with unrequented glee, churning her face to plant what we need. Weathering it to wrinkles, her expression turns sour. We grind and we gorge on her bones for our entertainment and fun, choking the air she desperately needs in her lungs. A slow suffocation is what is at hand. Our love, we say, is unconditional, this surely does not stand. Our obsession with the ease has seen the growth of her pain. The detritus and dross straight down her gullet. She begins to breathe shallow, shallow and slow. Our cars clog her arteries, congestion ensues. The grayness corrosive to the sight she once had. Blind to her actions, ignorant to the pain. We continue to grow, but only to maim. Our effluent surges down from our drains, a slow and violent poison, straight to her veins. Her heart is now slowing. Soon it will stop. Our actions need changing, but alas, it will not. We may not show her the love she so rightfully needs, but without her, we will soon be on our knees. We should all love our mother.
0: Please help me in welcoming Delphine! All right,
6: this one's called, Let's Go to the Movies. Let's go to the movies, why? Because I'm bored as fuck. Let's go to the movies, why? Because my job sucks. Let's go to the movies, why? Because I just want to fucking watch a movie, that's it. Last year, COVID ruined the movie-going experience, but it did not stop Christopher Nolan with Tenet. Saw that movie, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I fucking loved it. Let's go to the movies. That's what my mom used to tell me. when we had had to do something fun. The first movie I saw was Jurassic Park. She took me to watch Dinosaurs, and I was at awe. Came out of the movies and going, Mom, I want a dinosaur. I want to see a dinosaur. Son, they weren't real. (laughs) Just like Santa Claus was, too. Let's go to the movies because people make art, into images and what you see once the curtains open up. You see life. You see love. You see evolution. You see blood spilt on that screen from people's minds and hearts. And now it's dying. And the only way to save it is we go to the movies. Yes, we have Netflix. Yes, we have Amazon Prime. Yes, we have Pornhub. <laughs> But we gotta go to the movies. Because that's life, and that's how life moves on. Thank you very much, everybody.
7: Thank you lanes, so what you saying, yo? Please
0: help me in welcoming Nicola Monahan. In
3: silence. Don't you fucking mind me, I stay light and silence.
8: For how long did I pray, waiting for that day for my chest to come in that I could wear my breasts like the other women. For years, at least, I remember the first piece I received from my mother, a promise of the future, my first training bra. I can picture it precisely. It was navy with a red trim, a hope of what might soon begin to blossom. It seemed to take forever. Perhaps it would never happen. But then, out of the blue, it was like Rome was built in a day or two. But really, just a small few, and there was no going back. I was left with a sizable rack, or so I was told, often enough, as if it wasn't already awkward enough. And it wasn't long there before I learned to compare and was quickly disappointed. Um, sorry. <laughs> Nervous. Not yet finished growing, and suddenly there was always too much showing, Um, suddenly sexualized by the rising of glands and skin to form a new shape. Modest clothes of yesterday were no longer enough to cover up this new cup. They were clearly asking for attention. Fast forward 15 years, and most of them were spent longing for the perfect B or C, for flat-chestedness again, even, for the days of modesty, to be able to go bra-free if I wanted, without feeling too many eyes for real or in my head. I've often dreamt of the day that I would save up 15 grand, have someone cut and extract what they can, and then, finally, I would be free. But maybe I wouldn't be. Anyway, I hadn't noticed, but, Slowly, I think I've just grown into being me. How long will it last? We'll see. But for now, I've finally become fairly comfortable with being a Double D. Uh,
9: thank
0: you. Please join me in welcoming Anna Sit, Anna, 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 Anna Sit down. Sit down.
7: He said, Mr. A, I'm not smart. Now I'm pissed. Not at him, but for whatever teaching in his past deduced from his not up to par arithmetics and linguistics made him an ignoramus. And such a heinous act is too often overlooked by these crooks stealing dreams from those who didn't even know dreams existed. They should hang from the gallows. midsection split open so that their bowels and intestines can cool the scorching pavement of life which they've ill-prepared these students to walk with no shoes and no socks. They say those who can't do teach. And those who can't teach unfortunately do so anyway. Standing in front of these wide-eyed girls and guys whose potential is sometimes only contiguous will be whatever expectations you have for them. And if it's nothing, well, then nothing breeds nothing. And you think nothing of it. No lament, your content will allow them to progress unprepared through the system already structured against them. More than 30% of the 1 in 10 men that drop out of high school and end up in juvenile detention are black. And this breeds justification to vote for legislation to build places of incarceration based solely on retention rates. And what resonates through my mind is that aforementioned statement which causes me to cringe, to repeat, how about you take a seat and you learn a lesson? This is not a job, career, or profession. This is a vocation designed by the divine to place individuals in education. So if your only motivations for winning and summer vacation, kill yourself. Or how about euthanasia? Give up your life for the one that you've taken, because if you're not placing these youngest on your shoulders in order to reach greater heights, tapping into potential they don't see within themselves, opening up their eyes and minds, expanding their horizon, the why the fuck are you in front of the class? Run back to your nine to five, crunching numbers, typing memos, punching clocks, and stop feeding these kids with what they do not need, apathy, devouring apples and underdeveloped souls solely so you can reach happy hour before the business suits, because these little will drive you to drink, but don't think I'm not waking up every morning still smiling because I'm striving to develop more than just minds. Because the bruises on Sean's back that his dad left and the emotional ones that he left when he left to him are much more important than these problems on the smart board. And the fact that Nina didn't eat breakfast today or dinner yesterday or breakfast yesterday means that she's more preoccupied with her reduced free lunch. Salisbury steak, her favorite. Mashed potatoes, green beans. And she gonna get two chocolate melts because Nina know that Jimmy been trying to holler for a minute so it's a smile, a little flirt and it's like clockwork. But little Jimmy know that Nina talking to Tyrone so she ratchet and he go. But I regress because now all situations are is tragic, but we as educators need to get out of the habit of thinking this thing is nothing more than proficient standardized test scores. Kishon could give a damn about Columbus, and neither should we. And Nina looks at me crazy when I ask her what's a rumbus. Good thing I'm not solely focused on signs and cosigns. I'm about self-efficacy, educating the entire child on top of stimulating minds. And to my students, you are more than your four and five foul letter words, Cardi B antics, TikTok videos, soap opera dramas, and sagging pants. And I will prove to you when you will in turn prove to the world that you are more... in your present circumstance. And though hashtag I know it's trendy to follow, I will build you into role models and future leaders of tomorrow by being a positive role model, a surrogate parent, a chauffeur, a bank teller, a pastor, a priest, and whatever other profession that you need for me to be. And when you grow up, remember all the teachers that did all of this. Get your education. Become prosperous. Get into politics. start pushing legislation that we start getting paid more for doing all of this. And though I joke, the plight of our educational system for our disenfranchised boys and girls in the U.S. Is nothing funny. So, shout out to all my teachers not doing it strictly for the vacations and the money.
0: Our <laughs> next performer, Amy Putin! <laughs> <woo! Snoop> <laughs>
10: When are you going to come home and start your real life? I guess my real life. It's funny. I was on my unicorn the other day, cantering through the enchanted forest on my way to Neverwhere when I stopped and I said, Oh, shit, Twinkles. What about my real life? <laughs> and he was like, fuck, Amy, you better get out of here. You better polish off that Turkish delight and don that fur coat, spit yourself back out of the wardrobe, and get back to reality fast. <laughs> and back in my real life, I can get a real job. I'm sure that'll be super easy between COVID and Brexit. <laughs> so my CV could hold me back. You know, after all the jobs I had in Hong Kong, Italy, Mexico, Thailand, Discworld, Middle Earth, they just paid me in pixie dust, you know? Which is nice, it sparkles, but it doesn't pay the bills. There's no pension provided by the Iron Bank of Bravos, and no no Gringotts Save to Buy scheme. And once I have that real job, I can buy a real house made of real bricks, you know, as opposed to the teepees I lived in in Asia, you know, the the cursed vampire castles of Europe, the ancient Mayan temples of Central America, or the treetop escape well hidden from Hook, the old codfish, and the Jolly Rogers motley cutthroat crew. And the real house will have to be near my parents' house, of course, so they can help me raise my ten kids. (laughs) I'm joking. Of course, I know I need a real man first. Uh, that's the real order of things. A real man goes fishing with my dad on the weekends and, and drinks the same whiskey as my uncle's. Nothing like the demigod I dated with the tattoos or the, or the centaur, who was hung like a horse, by the way. And the figure of death. The figure of death was oh, all right. It just, it just ended rather abruptly. And when I have the whole collection, the real job, the real house, the real man, then the hero's quest will be complete. The Jabberwocky slain, the queen of hearts defeated, and I'll be really happy. I'll be really home. Because home is where you're born, right? Home is where you left vagina for the real world. (laughs) Home can't be where you belong, a, a person you love, a community where you feel safe, a feeling of contentment, or a place that feels like magic. Home can't be something you create or cultivate, flexing the muscles of imagination to carve somewhere truly your own out of the clay of foreign lands and strangers. Home can't be a fantasy, you make a reality. If you deviate from the norm, if you try and transplant that formula somewhere it shouldn't be, the house will fall and the wicked witch of the West will come for your ruby slippers, my pretty. So you better click those heels together three times And tell yourself there's no place like home. Because if you don't, if you don't come home, if you don't come home and start your real life, then I guess, I guess you'll have an unreal life.
0: in welcoming Sophia! Freedom.
11: Freedom. So many meanings. So many places you can be. But truly freedom, what is that? Something so foreign amongst most. At what stage did we lose that? feeling trapped, suffocated by our own beliefs. But I guess that's the point. We all have our own journey toward towards what that means. Everyone on the same path, yet no one really appreciating that. Lost in our own world, far and few in between of that meaning. But there is such beauty in that. The compassion, the love that does exist. But it's our choice, and our choice really matters. In every moment, who do we choose to be? How do we show up? How do we choose to honor ourselves and give back to the world in that way, in that way that may be so foreign, yet so much in need? Thank you.
0: The band is ready. <laughs> but are you ready for the band? That's the real question. While while the band will be playing, we will be tallying all the scores, and once they are done, we will get back to you with the contestants for round 2. Woo! But for now, enjoy. <laughs>
3: On, writing on the lawn under Poinciana awnings, Machinating plans, manifesting what I saw then While we out here, let me be clear Sponge and sopping. The pants in sync, we in the pocket. Hitting targets like Elon's rockets. On that flawless, keep it calm shit. Carry on with, carrying on with. Canary songbirds, keep on singing. The world is bonkers, keep on living. Stay unbothered, even if living. Keep your honor, yo, keep it civic. While we out here, why we out here. Keep it cool like Martin Luther King. Trying to stay composed, walking Mr. Foes. Try not to act a fool while sniffing at the wolves. It be like, whoa, yo.
0: glorious bid Matt
5: Gribben this is called sexy time (laughs) Okay, a cheeky drink first then a look in the mirror damn it's sexy time (laughs) my mate shouts it's here a quick spray then bound down the stairs we jump in and yeah pull up at the club the queue has me chatting lots damn it's sexy time place packed with people post-covid standards are low saunter to the first say what vaccine did you do Damn, it's sexy time. (laughs) Now a few drinks in, her hand moving up my thigh. My interest is piqued. It is time to fly. My mask is pulled down. Damn, it's sexy time. (laughs) The lights are now on, and God, my wits are too. Oh, shit. It's my axe. Sexy time is done. (laughs) Just me and my drunken mates. To pizza, we say. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Please welcome back, Anatole.
7: I lost my virginity when I was 11 years old. The announcement always with huh, what? He's joking, right? Gasp. But what most fell to grasp is I'm the rule, not the exception. Little boys with uncognizant erections, losing their innocence before the presence of self to delve into the consequences of unzipping in their pants. Brainwashed, stolen stories from older siblings in pop culture, we were taught to pursue abuse as a badge of honor. And her name was... It's not important Characteristically An older woman Aroused by my lack Of experience Inexperience It was an out of body Experience As a third person Omniscient began peering At a child being Manipulated by feminine wiles All the while Too young Too scared And too helpless To yell out that He felt awkward This felt wrong Yet conflicted With the longing To feel something Hesitant positions And postures Man I was a living I ain't know I couldn't paint Masterpieces yet I ain't know any Brush strokes Or moves But she knew Exactly what to do So there I laid Eyes wide open No embraces No kisses This is in no way how the movies I used to watch portrayed and depicted a character in her film that she seemed to have fully scripted. A silent role, temporarily amusing my body, yet perpetually bruising my soul. Statutory rape. A foreign phrase to me at that age, so ignorantly I draped that experience around my neck like a cape, walked tall through the halls of junior high school, proudly interrogate. guess who got some? And the crowd goes, wow oh man i want to be like he losing his v before his teens he a g oh that's what's up did you feel on her did she have a big every question but how do you feel 19 years no one has ever asked how do you feel afraid to pose the question to myself because honestly i'm not sure i can be honest to me and honesty hurts so for 19 years i searched for answers upskirts pirating the booties of cuties trying to dig up a treasure i can't seem to find within myself and i won't lie Every experience felt good in the moment. Ask me that aforementioned question in the moment, and undoubtedly my answer will be, it is good. How do you feel good? I am good in the moment a moment that always fades and for a juvenile delinquent multiple schools dismissed principal office frequent frequent hits from clenched parental fists that don't understand that their last of six only acts out because that's the only way he can get their attention the adjective of good is seldom used in the same sentence and I know I owe penance for all the women I pursued emotionally confused misled or misused all because what I was trying to do was find a moment of good and when I stood upon the precipice to dive into something more than sex a relationship that can manifest love I pushed and ran and shoved because although the moment felt good I I didn't feel good enough. Because for years, I measured my self worth only by length and girth, so that's only what I tried to give. Because I was taught to think that that's the best of me. Years of scolding, what I've been told is something wrong with the rest of me. As a kid, they called me worthless, self-image and bruised, adult asshole, a crude defensive mechanism always being misconstrued, so of me if I cling on to the only thing I get in negative reviews, and I do not have issues. I am not a mess. See, the burden of masculinity tells me these are things I'm not supposed to express, because real men are not supposed to whine, real men are not supposed to hurt. Full confidence and braggadocio divergent from the scars beneath our shirts. Frederick Douglass said, it's easy to build a strong boy than to repair a broken man. Well, I got missing parts and hinges and bolts. I'm trying to help y'all to understand that a lot of us fellas are dealing with unaddressed baggage, but as long as we stand here, unshattered men, don't judge us, just applaud us, because we're doing the best that we can.
5: Welcome in, Jennifer!
9: Jennifer!
2: This is called Garnet Goddess. My love... You loved my mouth, you loved its candied kisses, the tender nibble of teeth on tongue, the shyness of unsure taste stolen, the delicious promise of none. My love... You loved my mouth on yours. The reassuring warmth of nearly not touching proximity. The intoxicating scent of honey dripping from my pretty pores. My widening, acquiescent, crescent moon smile. My love, you love my mouth. Filled with fingers which spread and choke and stroke. The ritualistic pulling of hair rough hands diving into wet earth uprooting flowers two dark things lost in an impenetrable forest my love you loved the sharpness of my tongue the scratching and biting and bleeding the desperately demonic moans the strange animalistic groans pouring from my very bones my love you love my mouth the most. You lost yourself there, to its deep, wet kisses of salt rose and topaz, to its serpentine toffee apple tongue, which, with wild, darkling urgency, sated secretly between shadow and sheet. On your knees, you prayed to that garnet goddess. My love, you loving my mouth awoke me to its startling power. I wanted to kiss myself, to taste my red velvet deliciousness, to sink my savage incisors into your thick shoulders, to drink in my impossible deepness, to scream truths and profanities, to swim in the waterfall that gushed from between my legs, to find myself forever in that place of pouring, with you there. Worshipping in the wetness. Thank you.
9: Join me in welcoming Blue. Blue, Blue, Blue.
1: Hey, love. The thing is, I rather have a man who'd cradle my words like holy water, who'd look into me and see that the jacket charts of my being are not made of broken things to be fixed and mended and adjusted just so that it's fitted into the palms of his hands that the gaps within me are not awaiting the psalms of a rescuer. These scars are danger signs or helpless cries. They're merely proof that my heart beats the rhythm of any other human, a reminder that surely I cannot be rendered into a projection of someone's lewd imagination. I'd imagine that the right person would see that my grace lies in great knees and lost keys of dreams fought and dreams knot of sweat and homegrown bones. He'd know that the reason I dance so beautifully is because I've mastered the art of dancing on my own. I'd rather have a man who understand that I'm doing my own fixing when and where I can, and it's a different kind of grace, different from the commercialized red lip smiles and clean white lace with no hair out of place, but the kind made of tear stains that screams, you know what, I've tried my best. Not the kind made of mystery or melancholia or poetry and watercolor tears, because God knows I'm tired of dancing that show. No love. They do not glow in the dark or shine so bright. I leave marks across your eyelids. Any vision you might be entertaining is mostly yours leaning into the lure of our generation's myth of firework kisses because long-haired princesses do not exist to be swept off her feet by a knight in shining armor which is the good news for any soul really as no one should ever have to shoulder that pressure of making someone whole you see i've been told by my mama and other strong woman of her kind, that any good man I find should know to show the right kind of attention that those who looks into my eyes and get lost in his reflection, but the kind who looks into my eyes and realize, baby, that my grace lies not in the beholder, but in my fist on the scrapes of my knuckles at how far I've come not in forced girlish chuckles or the way that I'd know how to make him come not in that my grace is not in my past or even the woman that I can become that my grace is barbed wire and wildfires sometimes and warm coffee and honesty sometimes I'd rather have a man who looks into me and see a person and not a puzzle, not those who tries to decode my mannerism as if I'm made of secret pathways and hidden chestnuts. I'm not looking for the kind of boy who gets off at how smart he is to be the first few to uncover the darkness I keep claps against my thigh or get high on the simple fact that he made it first to the finish line. No love. I do not want boys like you in search of faint nymph-like caricatures made to be seduced, reduced into some creature you've merely tickled the traces Off of the folds of some book. Not looking for the kind of boy. So, BC, looking for signs of met his expectations that he'd forget to listen, forget that I'm a fucking person. You see, the person I'd hope to meet someday, he doesn't have to hear every word I'd say, but at least they try to. Thank you.
0: please welcome Amy Porter.
10: the hole where did it come from nothing bad happened no monumentous loss indescribable grief or all-consuming broken heart there was no single moment when the ground gave way no crushing force that cracked me open it must have started small a pinprick a needle's eye a dilated pupil, a worm's tunnel, until the hole grew and stretched as far as I could see, out in front of me and below me, a curved horizon. I tiptoed around its circumference, trying to reach the other side. When my feet slipped to edges, pebbles rolled and bounced and disappeared, echoing into the black. I didn't hear them hit the bottom. And one day my foot slipped too far, and I became the pebble tumbling like alice down the rabbit hole swallowed by the gaping mouth of the hole falling and falling deeper and deeper until up and down became one and i was floating in nothingness when i opened my eyes there was black when i closed them there was black when tears ran they ran black in every direction and then a branch my hand was gripped onto a root how long had it been there Did the branch reach for me or did I reach for it? Did the long gnarls of wood catch on my clothes? Could it hold my weight? Dangling with gravity, I understood which way was down, which made me look up. From here, the light looked like a hole, a pinprick, a needle's eye, a dilated pupil, a worm's tunnel. My left arm swung up and found another branch. I cursed as I pulled my weight upwards. The roots made a ladder, and the ladder meant I could climb. The way out of the hole was long and difficult. Sometimes my hands blistered and bled. Sometimes I needed to stop for rest or to shuffle sideways for better footing. Sometimes I would misstep and slide back a branch or two like snakes and ladders on a board. But the light grew and stretched until it was as far as I could see out in front of me and above me. "'a curved horizon. "'It took one last push to spit myself out of the hole "'and crawl, breathless, onto the grass, "'covered in mud and blood and black tears. "'The hole. "'Does it ever get any smaller? "'Will it shrink one day, like a video recording in reverse, "'retreating back into itself the way it came out, "'sucked up like liquid through a straw? "'Will it heal?' Can the edges be pulled over and stitched together? Or will scars made of stone and earth cover the hole, like a grave? Will water rise up like a well, creating a cenote of fish, frogs, and refracted sunlight? Will roots grow and weave together, knitting a net that could catch me next time? Now I sit at the edge of the hole. I know better than to walk along those precarious edges, trying to find a way around i look out over the black and i own the emptiness i shout into the hole and listen to my voice calling back to me in reverberating crescendo howling singing laughing again from here it's the grand canyon it's an ocean of ink it's a night sky and it's beautiful
8: Um, Sometimes we have a good thing going. We have a flow on the go, all regular, you know? And then you just stop coming. I'm stressed. I'm a mess. I try my best to guess when next you'll... Grace me with your presence. Um, Shit, I can't do it. I I get, like, really nervous. (laughs) Then, finally, you come. It's less intense of a run, but it's enough to keep me satisfied. Then, one day, we don't have any plans, and you just show up unannounced, and you ruin my good pants with your drama. (laughs) Can't we just make up? Make it work, since we are stuck with each other for at least two more decades, probably. I'll try too, if you will. So, let's try this again, because if not now, when? Oh Lord, fucking men.
0: So, those scores are still being tallied right now, but in the meantime, please enjoy this band. By the way, anyone think of a name yet?
3: feel that feeling where like somebody is like wearing the same outfit as you oh, yeah. right like you go out and like damn son that's the same shirt or like or like something like that right so he- here's what that song is about because it ain't easy to be this fly But that's the job dragged in this shit That's when they all point all ten digits That's the job dragged in this shit That's when they point all ten digits you, that-